Coaches, before we get started today, we have an amazing offer for you. PGC Basketball Shooting Colleges are live this fall. You can go to shootingcollege.com to register for $0. Absolutely free. We've waived the $95 fee at shootingcollege.com. Many sessions are already full, but there is still some availability. So if you'd like to become a better coach, hone your skills, go to shootingcollege.com, sign up, and we'll see you at one of our sessions this fall. If you have a player that wants to come, they can also go to shootingcollege.com and type in HH50 for $50 off, and you can have your players attend for a $50 discount. Hope to see you there. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievers. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we're continuing with this three tips series from our uh, legendary TJ Rosine. Today is three tips for better rebounding. But before we do, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Yeah, since we're talking about rebounding today, I think one thing that you need to know is where do people miss? Where does the ball go? Uh, where should people be hunting? How deep of a box out should they have? And when you're watching Shot Tracker live and you're seeing ex- actually where every player is on the court when the ball is shot and you're seeing where the rebounds are going, it's going to give you the data that you need to be a better rebounding team. TJ, we are in this little bit of a series of sorts. Three tips. Uh, we started off with three tips for better offense, three tips then for better defense, three tips for better practices. If you've missed any of those three episodes, you absolutely want to go back and check those out. Today, three tips for better rebounding. Just to set the table, these are not your generic tips. These are just very personal uh, for TJ. These are just thoughts that TJ has generated that he thinks are, are themes that he focuses on. So that's very personal. That's why TJ is going to be spearheading uh, this episode as well as the other ones he did. Where do you go, TJ? Three tips. Well, your personal you know, thoughts here. I think that uh, rebounding is often overlooked. I mean... If all things are equal and you're trying to take better shots than your opponent, you know, the one place you don't want to give back shots is because you're giving up a ton of rebounds, right? And the other place where you can gain more shots is by getting more rebounds. And so if you want to offset and have more margin for error, error as a team, you've got to get it on the, on the rebound inside of the ball, offensively or defensively. So that's why, first of all, that rebounding is so important because you can gain possessions or you can lose possessions via rebounding. Um, I got three specific rebounding. You, you could argue it's the difference maker, right? Yeah. If, if games come down to two, three possessions, right? Well, those two, three possessions plus some are decided on the glass. Yeah, and, and, and rebounding to me is an interesting thing before we get into the three thoughts because I, I think it's one of those things that is probably um, you could – to your blue in the face try and like teach rebounding but I think also the thing that's more important is it's an emphasis thing like if your team is trained and emphasized every day in practice to go hard to the offensive glass they will 
I don't think drills necessarily do that for them. I think when they're playing and they get the habit of going because you're like, hey, restart, we're going to the offensive glass, restart, we're going to the offensive glass. When you ingrain that habit in them, they're going to become a better offensive rebounding team or vice versa on the defensive end. If it becomes a big point of emphasis, you're going to be a better team. I think rebounding is one unique place where emphasis is everything hmm. on, on uh, as far as the team getting it. First tip. Yeah, first tip. Um, it's it's two-part, but uh, don't overbox get-back guards. I, I see this all the time, like guards just waiting. Don't overbox get-back guards. Yeah. I mean, y- you can really quickly on a film in five minutes tell whether the point guard and two guard or whatever, whoever gets back for him. Go look at their offensive statistics. They average .3 offensive rebounds a game. If they average .3 offensive rebounds a game, I don't think you should box them out the entire game. I don't even think you should have to be a thought in your mind of boxing that player out. Uh, they're only getting .3, not because they're boxed out well by every team. It's because they don't go after the ball. That's why they get .3. But we often jumble it all together. Everybody hit your box out. Everybody, you know, And so everybody's boxing out. Everybody's doing that. And players are about at the you know, NBA line trying to hold a box out, and the ball never comes out <laughs> that far. And so they end up getting one brick a game. You know, And – You know, I've had a point guard lead us in rebounding probably five out of the last ten years. And it's because we train them to really go after the ball and not worry about the get-back guards. And so, um, now every team's different on who they get back and how many they get back. But I I don't want to waste time. The, The return on investment is weak when you're trying to box somebody out that doesn't rebound. But they're just, oh, just box out. That's just their habit. It's easy to write it off. I want the better return on investment, which is going after the ball. Multiple things. You could teach them to double box out. You could teach them to go to the elbows to rebound. You could t- teach them just to pursue the ball. I mean, whichever you want to do, it's better than thinking about boxing out. If nine out of ten games, you're going to get you're going to face a get back guard, and so I think that's uh, um, really important. And I think the other part of that is um, not only not boxing them out, but really teaching those guards how to be aggressive going after the ball. Like set the expectation of five off or five defensive rebounds a game, because they're right now like most times guards are just like that's not your job to rebound. You know that's what they think, and uh, I think you should set specific goals for them to rebound more. I love that, TJ. And, and I, I'd agree. I think most guards don't think that's their responsibility. But I think getting them into the mindset can change the game. You know, you think about some of the greatest guards of all time, like a Jason Kidd. Are you kidding me? I mean, Jason Kidd's triple-double machine, right? He, he had a mindset of rebounding. Like, he was looking to go after the glass when the shot got up in the air. You know, a Russell Westbrook, same way, right? He goes after the glass. And he, he even jokes, well... He's like, yeah, don't don't hate on me because other people are lazy and don't have the mindset that I have for rebounding. Yeah. Right? Because people say, oh, you know, he, he searches for rebounds and he gets cheap rebounds to inflate stats. He's like, no, I, I think this way. I want to think rebounding yeah. from a guard perspective. Well, I love my guards to think that way. Yeah, and he's like, don't fault me because others don't. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Tip number two or thought number two. Well, I think it plays into this one a little bit. So, um Play to your rebounding strengths. So, for instance, let's say you have uh, your four and five man are two big oafs, okay? And they're big physical bodies, but they don't rebound outside their area. You really need to know how well your players rebound outside their area. There's a lot of big players that if the ball comes into a four-foot radius, they'll get it. But if it goes six feet to the right, six feet to the left, six feet behind them, six feet in front of them, they'll never get it. And so if they're a never-get-it guy that only rebound in their area, 
They need to be guys that don't worry about getting rebounds. They need to be guys that worry about not letting their primary rebounder get the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's much more about the box out. Here's where they complement each other. If you've got a guy that is just what we call an eraser, just erase their ability to get rebounds. This guy averages four offensive rebounds a game. I don't care how many you get. I just care that he doesn't get four. And then this is where you're, you know, don't box out the get back guards. That Your post player gets them out of there and your guards clean it up. And so they complement each other in that area. So you got to know. Now, the other thing is, if you have a player that's long, wiry, skinny, and they can rebound 14 feet to the left, right, back, center, wherever, they can rebound all over the court, but they're spending 90% of their time engaged in box outs where they're losing the physical battle, they're wasting their time. They're not playing efficiently and smart. They need to just go have a nose for the ball. So... You'll hear me say to that guy that doesn't rebound outside of his range, erase him, erase him, erase him, don't let him have it. You'll hear me, a guy that just has a nose for the ball that rebounds 14 feet each way, go get it, go get it, go get it, you know. And when you tell players to just go get it, you're playing to their strength. Will they occasionally give up a rebound because they didn't hit their box out because they were just focused on getting the ball? They will. Occasionally that will happen. But it's a percentage game. But percentage. So if they if they only get three by hitting the box out and give up two, right, you're plus one. If they chase down seven and they give up two because they're back side, you're plus five. And the return on investment is much better. So don't just have everybody do the same thing on your team as far as rebounding is concerned. I think a coach right now is listening to this is getting challenged to think the game a little bit more strategically. Right, and, and not just think what you've always thought, but really kind of play in the numbers. You, you've got to put the chips in your favor, mm-hmm. right, at, at all costs, and right. and recognize. Yes, you're going to give up some things, but like the odds, like what are the percentages? You've got to play the percentages. And rebounding is in some ways a crapshoot, right? You don't know how the ball is going to bounce off the rim, so you've got to do the things that are going to put you in percentage-wise in a better position to be successful. All right, before we jump into tip number three, let's take a quick halftime break with our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. This week, coaches, focus on giving more than asking. In fact, create a ratio where you give five times to only one ask. Oftentimes, as coaches, if you examine the communication, there's a lot of requests, a lot of demands that are going on throughout the, the day, throughout the practice, throughout the game. Flip it this week. Make an intentional effort to give, give encouragement, give information, give tips, give advice, give a lot more than you ask. In fact, target five to one. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used all over the globe by over 15 million people helping bring everyone together and get on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. TJ, before we get to tip number three, just I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I think coaches struggle sometimes, going back to, tip, to point number two, like, like giving up rebounds you know, by, yeah. by changing their mindset. Like they struggle with that. Well, I don't want to give up a rebound. And they're failing to see that it's not so much about giving up a rebound. You've got to almost be okay with giving up rebounds at times to try to make the better play. Right. right, that's going to produce a greater return on your time down in the box and in the paint rebounding. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I think it goes back to it doesn't matter whether you play fast or you play slow or whatever. Like, field goal percentage is a better indicator, you know. And I think with rebounds, rebound margin is a better indicator. And so if you gave up 
eight offensive rebounds a game because you're not doing that, but you get 16 offensive rebounds, and, and you know the numbers go in your favor. Good for you, right? Yeah. Same thing on both ends. So I, it's, I don't it's win that category. Win yeah, that category. Win that category. And the more categories you win, the more games you win. Yeah. And so that's what you're trying to do is win each category. And what coaches need to keep in mind is the way you win that category might not be the same every year. The way that you win that category might not be the same every game. But you're concerned with winning the category, not what everybody else thinks. Mm. TJ, thought number three for better you, rebounding. You know, let me give you one more thing. Like just, there's a bunch of fan thoughts you know follow your shot you know (laughs) a lot of times it's not your job to follow your shot you know if you're following your shot as the point guard your job is to get back and you follow all 12 of your shots and they get six layups something at the end you screwed your team but you'll hear things from the parents i think a lot of times coaches fear you know that person that doesn't follow your shot or you know so you got to get rid of those things that bother you First of, all, first of all, I love follow your shots. Only good in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's when the ball bounces back and you should have followed your shot. No one ever says it when the ball bounces the other direction. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't get caught in that trap. Um, the third one is SOFO. And this is one Dick DiVenzio created, and it's spin-off first object. SOFO, spin-off first object. If you want to create a good offensive rebounding team, they have got to be slimy and grimy off box outs. And this is something that you teach and train in players. So whether it's almost like an offensive lineman, do I spin? Do I swim move? You know, do I set him up and go another way? What do I do to get to the quarterback? Offensive rebound is very similar to a, a rushing in down lineman. You know, like what do I need to do to get there quickly? Because they're trying to stop you from getting there by boxing you out. Only difference is they face you in the box out. You know, you, you, they don't face you. But the, what you're trying to accomplish is, is very similar. I think you actually have an advantage better in basketball than you do in football. Because, because they're they, not facing They're not facing you. And so they can't read your reaction. But most of the time, there is no reaction. Hmm. I just hit the box out and I'm done. But if you had, you know, um, the option to do different things, if that's in your repertoire, you're going to be a a better um, offensive rebounder. So whether it's, you know, spin off first object or move off first object or readjust off first object, the first thing to hit you, you're going to be a better offensive rebounder. Uh, I think there's a ton of ways to train this, too. I think you can go. You think a lot of coaches train it? Uh, no, I'd probably not. Right. You know, unless it's like their big thing, unless they're an offensive rebounding team, that's what they want to do. But I don't think it's relative to that. I, I think that you don't just decide you want to be a good offensive rebounding team. I think you just teach good habits and the more good habits your players have, the better you are in these categories. And so before you know, you're a good offensive rebounding team. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so I think it goes back to the first thing we said too, you know, the first step to this is emphasis like we want to be that but i think they'll get the emphasis as well as long as you're teaching it you know you're telling them this is what you need to be doing but um you know i I think you know for instance let's say me and you are in a shooting drill you know first level of that is you're trying never to let a miss hit the ground so now you're just building reactions to the ball right then maybe it's three of us in a shooting drill i've got the pad you're guarding you're contesting the shot and as soon as the shot goes up, then here comes the pad. And as soon as that's the first object, spin off of it or move off of it, swim off of it, whatever you want to do. But don't get, get used to when that first contact, that first contact sends a signal, move. Contact, move. Contact, move. And, and if you continue to train that signal, that's what you have. But most people are trained contact, freeze. Contact, freeze. 
And if you can start training that, and you can do it with three-on-three drills, you can I mean, you can do it in a multitude of ways. But it's very simple. It's just you know get. I think the more we compete, like it's a little bit better with a pad because you can't just beat each other up all the time. But once a week, maybe it's live. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go off of it, and you're hitting a good box out, and they're looking to. The other thing that's going to happen, you're going to be a better defensive rebounding team because now you're used to boxing out grimy players versus just boxing out the guy that sticks mm-hmm. every time. And, and I feel like a lot of players settle, right? They use a contact freeze. I think that's where they, they sit, right? Contact, I've been boxed out, I'm good. Yeah. Like, like I tried, but he boxed me out, and I kind of just gave up on the play. Right. Okay, instead of being this relentless pursuit. You know, coaches are always looking to steal things from other sports. I, I think this is a great concept. I, I think you watch some football practices and watch how they train the DNs coming off the edge Right and, and how a left tackle tries to prevent it, but more so the DN. Look at all the strategies. Look at all the spin moves. Look at all the the over, you know, kind of going over top the tackle. Right, all the different jab steps to get around the tackle. Look at all the different moves. I think there's a lot of little things that some of your players could pick up. Yeah. To yeah. try to find the strategy and the technique to get around. You know, and where do rebounding fouls get called? It's when you stick and you try and go over their back. If you go and you spin off the contact, if you swim move, just throw his arm down and go. They don't call they that don't call foul. That. They don't call that. They never call that foul. It's only the one where you stick and you try and make something happen that you get called for. They, they let you fight for the oh, board. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can – as an offensive rebounder, I mean, you could probably foul the defensive rebounder as long <laughs> as you're moving yep. and never get called for it. But when you stick and try and push or go over the top, that's when you get called for the foul. And so be smarter. You don't 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 go into a match, a wrestling match. Be the smarter player. You know, there I tell my players all the time. You know, they're wrestling. We're, we're we're playing kung fu right here. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to just be smarter than you are. Let them wrestle all they want. Who wants to wrestle? Anybody ever wrestled somebody? How freaking tired are you after thirty seconds? Right. Do the easier thing, and you're going to get more rebounds. Yeah, and they're playing checkers. You're playing chess. Damn. <laughs> Listen, three tips for better rebounding. TJ, as always, you crushed it, man. Appreciate you so much. I am Adam. He is TJ. Together, we are the hustle. Appreciate you listening. Until next time, we're out.